When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming, and they're coming for you. Warning. If you have the courage to see demons sit near an exit, otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals, and the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. review and happy halloween that's right it's october so we are going to do a lot of halloween related type things right Le- not, uh right lou yes not halloween but halloween no. now we are done with halloween you'll not hear of halloween on this show for a, a long time till the uh, next album comes out pretty, <laughs> pretty much but yeah uh i said let's do some halloween inspired things and uh everybody got to pick their halloween theme so every, each week is going to be one of our things and this week, we're going to start with Lou's theme. This is actually the first pick I've let you have on Rat Salary View, Lou. Ever. Yeah. I mean, so there, there was the uh, journey, dream after dream raised on radio. But Greg and I said, let's do a journey episode. And we each picked yeah. one random album. But yeah, this is my first pick for Rat Salary Review officially. Official. So it so took me you... nine months, but I made it. <laughs> how does it feel? Oh, like I carried the weight of a baby, but it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did you pick? Oh, oh just by the way, real quick, What's in that? honor of Eddie, because it is one year from his passing. So God right. bless you, Eddie. We miss you. Yes, we do. So, right, so my first pick is two films. The Demons films, De- <laughs> Demons 1 and 2, or as they call it in Italy, Demoni e Demoni 2. <laughs> uh-huh. Directed by Lamberto Bava and produced by the maestro himself, Dario Argento. Yes, I, I was very afraid to watch these movies, knowing uh, some of the other movies that he's done. But um, they, they weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. Uh, they were interesting. Say that. Yeah, they're, they're very interesting movies. I'll probably never, ever watch these movies ever again. <laughs> That's okay. He has my Shutter account now, so he can watch whatever oh, yeah? the hell he wants. Oh, I do. Yes, 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 I do. Uh, yeah, there's some actually some interesting other movies on there. I probably will watch. You want to watch Cannibal Holocaust? It's on there. No, I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough about that from the, your podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. So my wife's a huge horror movie enthusi- enthusiast, so she, you know, she'll be checking all that shit out. Good. Merry Christmas to your wife. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, so anyway, first time I've so, I've seen these movies and. Uh, they were they were interesting um greg i'll let you go first because you know you just watched these as well so yeah well the the first one i mean i love it's just over the top wall-to-wall gore 
or it's yeah that dude riding that motorbike at the end and decapitating a shitload <laughs> of people with a samurai sword to fast Barno Barberini the greatest one of the best scenes ever in any movie I mean the Library of Congress even though it's an Italian film should preserve this just for that one scene alone I mean that's epic and you kind of ruined it for me Lou because you showed us the uh, thing on on uh... I had to convince you that you needed to watch this film. There's no other way to convince anyone to watch this film. It's like when you show people, when you recommend Lucio Fulci's zombie, you have to show them the scene between the shark and the zombie and figure out who's going to win. <laughs> but I was waiting you for that scene. You have to show this film. Uh, yeah, I was I was waiting for that scene though the whole time. I'm like, when are they going to get to the freaking the the uh, that the motorcycle? You know, or, well, you know, dirt bike. <clears throat> well, you know, really, I mean, <clears throat> e- e- even though it's it's an unintentional black comedy, and I, I think <laughs> part of what makes it great is they went into it seriously. But uh, and really, it's just some of the effects and shit look silly. I, I I think the idea actually behind the movie them watching this possessed or and or supernatural film and having the movie influence real life and the demons come out, you know, and start possessing these people and turning them and shit is really a brilliant idea. And other than being a little confusing where I think some extra writing would have helped, but Mm. it's a B movie. So, you know, whatever I can deal with, just chalking up the doors suddenly being bricked off to supernatural magic. I mean, come on, you, you got three punkers sniffing Coke out of a Coca-Cola can. That, that, that makes up for the movie's shortcomings alone. To, to the music of Go West, mind you. Yes. And actually, you know, I, I think Motley Crue's Save Your Souls at the beginning of uh, the movie within a movie was actually a really good choice. It fits pretty well, especially Agreed. with the demon's theme. Yeah. Yeah, that was the other cool thing about this movie is the, the soundtrack. I thought the, the soundtrack was really good. I was I was tapping my toes to every song that came on there. My wife was probably like, "How does he know all these songs in this movie?" But uh, yeah, it was cool to hear like the Molly Crew and then the, um, uh, the you know except and all the other bands that were in there. So it was it was cool. And uh, but like Greg said, you know, some things did confuse me. But after he did mention about the supernatural powers with the you know with the building being locked up, and I'm like, all right, I, I kind of see that now. Because even in the second movie, and we will get to that later, it, it, kind of the same things happen. So I, now I understand more about the demons, you know, doing their yeah. powers or whatever, keep everybody in there. Honestly, the the, the only thing that really, because some, some of the mistakes is just shit you look at and you got to accept right. like it's a B movie. Like they, they shot most of it in Berlin, but the movie theater was in Rome. So. At certain points, when they transition from the subway to the theater, initially all the signs and shit are in German. Then all of a sudden, everything's in Italian. That that's a little weird and funny, but I, I bet you most people wouldn't notice that. But the one inconsistency that drove me nuts watching both of these movies again years later is: all oh, these demons have these sh- super sharp claws, and for the most part, they turn and rip up whoever the fuck they touch. But when the people they want to live until the end of the movie get grabbed by the demon, their claws don't scratch them all of a sudden. Like what? Mm, right. Did Jesus bless these people? <laughs> I, I, I need some more backstory here, but it's, it's still fun and enjoyable without that. You know, the aforementioned scene with the motorbike, even the movie within a movie with the idea of Nostradamus and, and that mask yeah. and everything. And the weird guy in the beginning handing out the tickets, which may be one of the most confusing things because he's got like half a mask on and it might make people think, hey, maybe this is going to be a Phantom of the Opera type thing, but it's not. Right. You know, why isn't the mask cold? Is he only half a demon? Right. Yeah. None of that was really explained. So it's kind of weird. I guess you guys didn't <laughs> notice that the actor that had the half mask on was also one of the actors in the movie within the movie. No, I did not. He was. That is played by Michele Suave, the director of The Church. Um, the Church and Cemetery Man or Delamorte Delamore. Yep. 
So who, which what significance was... that has with anything, I don't know. But I mean... <laughs> Which character was he in the movie, though? One of the two guys. There's two guys well, and two girls but... and a shit ton of demons. So he's one of the two guys. He was the curly-haired one. Okay. Yeah, the taller one that cracks open the tomb. Uh, okay. There's no bones in here. <laughs> the one thing I saw, one uh, a big mistake was uh, so stupid too. Uh, you know how that girl had to have that di- that uh, coke. You know they got the coke and they're yeah. all sitting there watching a the movie. All of a sudden, one of the scenes she switches over and she's drinking a diet coke. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that like right away. I thought that apparently was aspartame is safer than cocaine. Right. <laughs> But uh, I, I love that scene when those guys are driving in the car and they're sniffing coke from a coke can. That was hilarious, and uh, <laughs> that, that was probably like my favorite part of the whole movie. Really, when you, you put know, it that so. way, it just makes it much funnier. <laughs> it does. It does. Me and my wife just started cracking up when we saw that because I'm like, why are they sniffing coke? Oh, I get it now. <laughs> it's trying to be edgy. It's 1985. <laughs> yeah, and they were pretty edgy, but uh, yeah, that, that was a really cool scene. It was, it was pretty funny. You know that the the one of the scenes in the car was actually the reason why the film got uh banned in a couple of countries. The scene oh, yeah. where the cocaine falls on the girl's breast oh, okay, yeah, and they yeah. take it off with a razor. They actually either they had to edit that scene out in some countries or it couldn't be shown. So oh, out really? of every scene, that was the one that bothered some European censors. Hmm. I could see that, I guess, yeah. Um, what else? Um, the scene where they got into the movie theater. Well, you know, when that guy let him in, we're kind of going all over the place with this movie, but, uh, the, the blind guy. Oh, Vernon. Yes. Yeah. When, when he let him in, uh, Liz, Liz, don't touch this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, another, he gets his eyes ripped out. I mean, demons right. Is literally in his fucking brain. Yeah, and he's still alive. Turn him into a demon. Turn him into a demon. And then he's the one that gets let out of the movie theater and then turns everybody else outside into a demon. Yeah. Wouldn't it be he funny bang- if he just banged into a wall the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like the blind guy started the whole thing on the outside of the movie theater with everybody turning into demons. Also, Tony the Pimp has the best dialogue out of oh everyone. And the whole entire what? movie. <laughs> he's like dolomite and fred williamson in one right and yeah. it's like it's the one guy you want to live yeah yeah i thought he would have would have been all the way to the end of the movie but unfortunately he wasn't but uh yeah I, he was probably my favorite part oh hold on spoilers people we're gonna have spoilers this episode spoilers. Oh, we already have <laughs> and um that girl that was running like taking the tickets at the movie theater i thought maybe she somehow had something to do with something and ended up really not having to do anything because she was yeah. acting pretty mysterious and you know funny during that whole scene when they were letting everybody in but she had nothing to do with anything she was just the whole thing when she's else. first going through with the usher with the flashlight it looks like it's setting up for something but right. then as soon as the demon pops through the fucking movie screen she's all of a sudden just scared and running around <laughs> like everybody else right high pockets bitch <laughs> <laughs> So Lou, what's some of you, what's your favorite? Because you you pick these movies. So what's uh, some of your favorite things about this movie? Uh, if I could give a little backstory to how I discovered yeah, them sure. first. Sure, so um, this is in 2002. Um, Anchor Bay had released uh, three box sets of the uh, Dario Argento collection, and this actually came as a two pack, not two pack, but two pack. And um, I remember them really not being expensive and best buy had like a shit ton of them they had that they had lucio fulci films you know at one point anchor bay was just like the best dvd uh company to re-release italian films completely unedited and italian horror is my favorite horror and i had never watched this film but i knew of dario argento because he um co-produced dawn of the dead with um with George Romero back in 78, 79. So the name Dario Argento already stuck with me. So, you know, I was looking for his films, Suspiria and this and Tenebrae and Inferno and Phenomenon, which I recommend all those films and, and Profondo Rosso, Deep Red. The bird that's with what, crystal plumage is one of my personal favorites. That's right. a good one too. And so is Cat of Nine Tails. So yeah, he started as a mystery 
thriller director, but then worked his way into horror. Now, by this point, Demons, he was producing, not directing, because he, he, I think he had already finished Phenomenon. And I saw the box set in, at Best Buy. And, you know, what struck me about it was that it had a heavy metal soundtrack. And I was like, wait a minute. I never knew any Italian films to use, you know, uh, metal songs from bands I knew. But apparently Argento's been making a habit of it. All of his films are scored by either the band Goblin, the Italian progressive rock band, or by members of Goblin. Claudio Simonetti, who's the keyboardist of Goblin, he does the score for this film. And I saw it had music from bands like Saxon and Billy Idol. And um, I think it was Pretty Maids, right? Was that one of them? Might have been on there. Might have been Pretty Maids. But for some reason, they mislabeled it as the Scorpions on the box, on, on the DVD. So I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Motley Crue and whatever. And I was just like, oh, I really got to check this out. And it's in the second film, which we'll get to later. So I picked it up along with Suspiria and took it home. And I wanted to watch this first because me being, you know, a 20 year old metalhead, I wanted to hear some metal in my heart. And I watched it. And I'm like, this is the weirdest freaking thing. But I, I just I couldn't help but love it because you have to appreciate the fact that the special effects are not CGI'd. I mean, they're made by master craftspeople. Right. And, you know, Argento is nuts when it comes to how his films are lit. And I thought his this this film was lit beautifully. And, you know, the fact that you're in a movie theater, which at one point before the pandemic, I used to love going to the movies. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, murder in the, in the movie theaters. That's great. You know, right, this is this is cool to watch. And, you know, combine that with you know, the blood and the gore, the complete 1980s fashion and hairstyles and hearing the music of except fast as a shark playing while the dude's decapitating zombies with a katana blade on a motorcycle. <laughs> what is not to love? So, you know, I, I fell in love with this film immediately. Um, the scene that is one of my favorite scenes of all time, but the one scene that still to this day confuses the living shit out of me. Where did the helicopter come from that crashed through the ceiling of the movie theater? Yes. Yes, that was very weird. Out of nowhere. <laughs> well, at least it gave my way out. That doesn't make you that doesn't make it that is that's not a thing that makes you go, hmm. That's the thing that makes you go, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a pretty weird uh, little ending there. Yeah, and that's it, pretty out of fucking nowhere. I mean he, <laughs> You you can pretty much forgive everything up to that point as just little mistakes, but that is just how the hell are we going to get him out of here? Let's drop a helicopter through the ceiling. <laughs> Do not adjust your television. This does not make any logical sense. We know. And uh, that was a pretty made song, uh, "Night Danger," but in the U.S. movie version, it says so. I don't know. Right. So I guess Scorpions was what? Only in the European version? I, I, I guess Scorpions so. have a song in the original Italian language version. It was Dynamite off of uh, the Blackout album. That's supposed to be you know, that would have been really cool to have um, heard as they were trying to like rip their way out of the movie theater before the demons took them over. That would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love the song. I know you're not a Scorps fan, Wayne, but I love the I love the album Blackout and I love the song Dynamite. Right, you're allowed to like it. Thank you. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's Scorpions rule. I mean, seventy Scorpions is best, but Blackout's awesome too. Agreed. Yeah, but uh, oh, the other the other thing too, um, the end of the movie, uh, you know, where they're all trying to escape and and he passes the cop car i'm like come on it's running and ready to go get it in it and go <laughs> but yet they decide to run through this you know the streets and, yeah and, and see all the demons and you know try to run away from that and then they finally catch up with uh the people in the jeep yeah eating and sandwiches <laughs> yeah <laughs> eating sandwiches and then the kids uh the kids got the gun or whatever and then um uh, what else happened? Uh, like all know, of a sudden, it, it took it went from Berlin to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, and then uh, you know they they go off, and you're thinking, all right, everything's cool. This is this is going to lead off into the second movie, and then all of a sudden, the the girl turns into a demon, and then I'm scare. Yeah, and then they kill her, and then that's the end of that. <laughs> yep. 
Now, if, if this were a uh, Clint Eastwood movie, he probably would have said dead weight at the end of it, but he didn't. No, he did he, not. You could tell he was sad to see her go. <laughs> but uh, that's okay, man. You, you'll get another trick. You know how to decapitate people on the back of a motorcycle with a katana. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, Obama, yeah. no Bavarini. El, el grande. El grande. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. So it it was cool. It's a very interesting movie, and, and also too, my favorite parts of, of, of is the black guy. I mean, the the way he was overdubbed with his voice was hilarious. <laughs> even the girls too, even the girls too. And I didn't expect the the black woman to be the first demon in the movie, so that was kind of interesting. And then seeing her friend got turned into it as well. And her friend actually didn't do much in the movie. I don't remember. She like no, came except out except die. Yeah, she came out through the screen and then like died a few minutes later. That was the end of it. That's kind of strange. Okay. Well, my mistake, his name is Bobby Rhodes, not Bobby Steele. And the mm-hmm. actress, her name is Gareta Giancarlo, a.k.a. Gareta Gareta, who's an American actress mm-hmm. who found most of her work in Italy. And she's the star of many Italian exploitation films, including Shocking Dark. Um, what else? Uh, she's also in uh, Rats Night of Terror. Yes, they used gerbils and hamsters painted them black and just threw them at people and i'm like I don't kill them i mean i don't want to see animals die I mean, it's bad enough as all cannibal holocaust but i i just think they just threw a bunch of them at them and they pretend to die <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh we love Gareta Gareta here so yay <laughs> um so yeah i i, I thought the, the movie was interesting and like i said in the beginning i probably will never watch this again it wasn't something that i would watch again <laughs> that's a shame i'm glad you watched it i once. think it's really enjoyable i i don't know i, I it was okay i liked the, i actually liked the movie that they were watching <laughs> i thought that was way better <laughs> where that was going wow. that was more interesting i thought but nah. it was it was cool how they did have it match up with the movie that they were watching and things were happening and they saw what was going to happen you know to them basically in the end but um yeah, I don't know. It was just a strange movie. The, the the effects were pretty cool. I like all that kind of stuff. That that kind of like the Evil Deadish type, um, you know, claymation type effects. I like that stuff. So that was cool. It, but, it is a film that you'd probably have to watch with a group of people. Yeah, uh, you know, ordering a couple of pizzas, having a couple of beers, and just like chilling out and and, and laughing at it. You know, I mean, right. but I mean, me, I could watch this film repeatedly. You know, just by myself, and even even with joe bob briggs commentary on the last drive-in which they actually covered this film and i will say that he definitely his commentary added to uh the uh the greatness of the episode and the movie experience you know i mean i'm a joe bob briggs fan so mm-hmm. much yeah. love to him and darcy the male girl plus my friend john brennan who used to work for trauma is one of the producers of the show so big shout out to him oh, cool Cool. Yeah, and I also too, like I could see this being done by Mystery Science Theater, and I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> you know, they did a lot of Italian films actually on that show. Um, I'm they stayed away from the gory horror though. Right? Yeah, they couldn't have done this with that. I mean, with the new stuff that they do, maybe, but not not back in the day with the Mystery Science Theater because you know nah, Joe TV. Bob is more suited to it anyway. But Agreed. I could I could just see them doing something with this movie, you know, at some point maybe I don't know. But yeah, it wasn't terrible, terrible, terrible. But uh, yeah, that's great. It's awesome. I mean, about the only thing I can really say is disappointing about this. But then again, it works in the Evil Dead sense is with how over the top and shit the gore is in this one, you know. Um, Well, you know, Lumberto Bava has said that even though Dario produced this he was pretty much hands off throughout the whole thing what i was going to say was argento's films before this everything looked a little bit more realistic but i think it works for this because it ends up being unintentionally campy but that's what makes it great Mm. yeah that was one other thing i was afraid of too because i'm not a huge horror movie watcher and when things get a little too like out of hand, like a little too gory and stuff like that, I kind of I don't get like squeamish or anything, which is like I, I just don't like that kind of stuff. But this didn't really bother me too much. It was a little bit more on the goofy side, you know, especially when they started <laughs> dripping all that, that stuff out of their mouths and things like that. It was less, you know, oh, yeah, when more than anything. white head explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that just made me a little, you know, uh, sick to my stomach a little bit more than anything. But uh, 
Yeah, no, it was more of a laugh and stuff like that in this movie, so it wasn't too bad. I appreciate the fact that you watched. Disappointment is, I really wish she would have eaten his eyeballs like grapes, but that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate the fact that you watched it with an open mind, Wayne. That makes me very happy. Yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to watch it. You know, I, I I like to watch movies, especially if I haven't seen it before, and if I know you how much, how much you liked it. So I, I I was gonna have to watch this and hope hope that I liked it as much as you do. I don't, but. It's still, it's okay. It's not that bad. I'm actually kind of jealous that Lou got to discover it when the DVDs were out already. I found this on VHS originally. Watched it until the tape broke. I got those DVDs when they first put them out, but yeah. I I had no idea what I was in for. The cover looked cool and it mentioned except on the video box. And that was good (laughs) enough for me to steal from the video store. (laughs) Nice. I still have my copy of that uh, box set, by the way. Still have it to this day. Not getting rid of it. I mean, I know the Blu-rays are out, but I am forever connected to that uh, box set of Demons 1 and 2. Just because, I don't know, I mean, for me, it was like, you know, knowing how rare it was to purchase Dario Argento films or even Lucio (laughs) Fulci films back then, it's like, I couldn't part with them at all. So, Fulci, I really didn't get into that much, but that's a conversation for another day. Because mm-hmm. that's going to take a while, but we can totally do it. I'm down. <laughs> I know right. Wayne's not, but I'm down. I don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, um, you Lucio to... Fulci is considered the godfather of gore. Um, uh, his films are very visceral. As opposed to Argentos, which are more psychological in nature. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't yep. like his movies. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, probably not. No, you would hate Suspiria, I'm pretty sure, even though I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Did you see the remake? I it's saw a movie. part of it, but I fell asleep and haven't bothered watching it again since. But I think it's still on demand. Mm-hmm. It was different than the first one, but I I respected what they were trying to do. It wasn't that they were retelling Suspiria, um, no, based on what the first film was about, but different. It's an approach, and I'm not the biggest Radiohead fan in the world. I like some of their songs, so I thought Tom York did a great um, job with the score. Not Goblin by any means whatsoever, but still good. It was okay. But like I said, I fell asleep, asleep about <laughs> three quarters of the way through and decided, eh, it's not really worth my time right now. I'll get back to it eventually. Mm. It was okay, but it, well, it, it, it doesn't really try to be better or even try to be the original movie. It kind of takes the idea and does its own thing with it. So, yeah, like you were saying, I respect him for doing that. It just didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds familiar. I wonder if my wife might have watched it one day. Maybe on Netflix. I don't know. Uh, let's go to Demons 2.
which is probably a letdown for Subtitle, most people. Beating a dead horse. <laughs> a letdown for most people. I'm going to have to disagree with the letdown. I think this movie was more put together because I think they, even though it's pretty much identical to the first movie, except they're not sitting in a movie theater; they're in a, uh, a you know apartment building. Yeah, an apartment building with the TV show, which in and of itself could be a very interesting idea for something different. But I I understand that the storyline's a little bit more linear here and kind of follows along. But um, Lou, I wanted to get your opinion on this because Wayne keeps saying it makes more sense to him, which I really don't get because in, in the first one, you know, really the only plot hole you can't tie up is that helicopter that just falls through the ceiling. Correct. But in this one, there's a lot of subplots that just don't go on. Don't know where. A lot of stupid <laughs> exposition dialogue that is just absurd. Like, you know, it, it's pretty easy to tell that little eight year old boy is home by himself from the fact he's walking around eating cereal or whatever it was in an apartment watching TV alone around dinner time. But no, to hammer the point home, the phone has to ring. He has to pick it up. Yes. Hello. Yes. I am home alone. Okay, bye. <laughs> Come on, guys. That, that. <laughs> Wayne, I got to give it to him. There's too much exposition in this film for its own good. That goes nowhere. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a ton of it. And then the other side to that is they give these characters more screen time, but they don't attempt to make them more than a one-dimensional character, which didn't matter in the first one because it was enough for them to be an archetype. George was the hero, you know, uh, dude, Tony was this warrior that came out and did that, but you follow this pregnant woman around this apartment for about a half hour's worth of screen time of the movie. And other than when she's fighting the little, uh, ghoulie demon, cause it really does look like the fish ghoulie. Lou probably knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I know what you're talking but, about. But, um, she doesn't even talk. There's no real exposition. It's just her work. Oh, I hope George gets back. Oh, the lights are off. Well, the lights are off sometimes to build tension, but when everything starts going all stroby, do you notice all the ceiling lights are working? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the demons. Making all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suppose so. <laughs> I got to admit, you can call me on that there. If I could chalk up the bricks you were so confused about in the first one in Demons, we might as well put the lights to it, too. Yeah, I think so. That, that's what made me make this movie a little bit better, because now I understood what these demons can actually do. So now I, I you know, I get it now. It's an interesting point. Yeah. Lou, since, uh, you know, these are your movies, give us a, a backstory on this one. I mean, again, I when I purchased uh, Demons 1, this came along with it, so it was a whole box set. So, you know, I watched them in sequence, and um, I enjoyed it, and I'm a fan of 80s New Wave, so it was cool to have heard, you know, uh, I think the Smiths are in it, and, you know, I was upset that um, Rain by the Cult, which is my favorite cult song ever, only got, like, a snippet of airtime in the film, and I was like, wow, well, yeah, I could have used a little bit more of that, but, I mean, really, what would it have added to the story? Right. I mean, right. the ironic thing is, though, about demons too is that in some territories it actually show was shown in theaters before demons one so in uh -huh. some places demons two is demons one and the first demons is the sequel so that's it's that's, but that's always been the the problem with like italian films and distribution is that sometimes you know things things fall through because like if if you think about it, you know the the, the company. I forget, who was the company that released it? It was um, Titanus. Okay, who's heard of that? Nobody. There, um, a lot of the Italian films that came out at that time were, for all intents and purposes, independent productions. So when they were trying to bring them to film markets, it was like you know, okay, how much? What's the most amount of money we could get to sell this film to this territory? And what do distributors want first? So in that case, since both films were pretty much shot back to back, 
which is why a lot of the actors from the first film show up in the second one, mm-hmm. especially uh, Bobby Rhodes. Um, also, some, probably the same story. <laughs> yes, that's why. In that's why in some territories, Demons Two came out first. Um, not a bad film, in my opinion. Um, too much exposition where it's like I couldn't keep up. But then when I realized they all died died anyway, I was like, oh, never mind. You know, <laughs> I uh, I wasn't as emotionally invested in the uh, characters in this one as I was the first one because it's like I don't know. There was no dude on the back of a Harley with chopping chopping demons' heads off with a machete to the tune of passes a shark <laughs> no. from except. Nope. Yeah, no, there was none of that. But uh, there, it would have been was... cool if they could have topped that. Yeah, there what was do you that do, guy uh... tank through the apartment building. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> there was that guy. Uh, I think his name was uh, Jacob. Who, who that? Um, the, the main girl that was having that birthday party, or whatever. You know, she didn't want him mm-hmm. to come to the party. And then she told that guy to go outside. The guy's outside throughout the whole entire movie. And you're waiting to see what this guy Jacob is going to be like. And he he finally shows up and he's in the car again with a bunch of other people and driving around like a maniac or whatever. And, uh, you know, at the end of the towards the end of the movie, ends up getting into a car accident with the little boy's mother. And then they like never finished that story. They're dead. What's the finish? (laughs) Were they? No, they weren't dead. Oh, that's right. They, they didn't yeah. die. They just, you know, they all got out of the cars, but they just got into a car crash and that was the end of it. And then the, began, the ambulance, the well, ambulance came out of nowhere in like two seconds. Like who, how? <laughs> they don't have cell phones back then. Story, nothing to do with anything anyway. It's just I know. Interluded. At least the punks in the first one are fucking funny. And eventually <laughs> they make their way to the theater. You just watch this guy be an asshole to this girl and the idiots in the backseat laugh at it for about 20 minutes. Then they hit another car and they disappear. And, and the whole time, the whole time, I've never gotten into an accident. Well, what the hell did you think was going to happen at some point in the movie? He was going to get into an accident. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a dead giveaway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did anybody notice that the, the punk driving the car from the first film was a security guard? It's a security the- guard. Yeah. yeah. I- I was like, I was waiting for him to say, "Fuck you, pick it up." <laughs> I know when that when the movie started too. There was it was almost half of the the same people from the first movie, and that was kind of confusing to me too because I thought I didn't realize like I figured this movie was going to start where the first one ended, you know, with those people in the jeep. Oh, you it thought does. it was a direct, right? And yeah, Greg said it does, and I must have missed it somehow. It does though. They the, were the, there. The TV movie in this is George and the Survivalists in the Jeep from the end of the first one. That I missed. I, I don't know how I missed that. Must wait, wait, man. How do, how do you figure that? Because both actors' characters' names George. No, the fake movie that's playing on TV in this, the movie within the movie. Instead of being about Nostradamus like in the first one, it's about George from the end of the first movie and the people he got away with in the Jeep. It's clearly them on the television fighting demons. Oh, that's right. Okay. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. Okay. I didn't either. I, didn't either. I did not realize that. But still, they didn't continue the story like, you know, with them. You know, fighting. No. I also feel like in this one, the the practical effects don't look as good. I feel like they right. spent all their money <laughs> on the first movie. on on the, uh, the 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 snowy head coming out of the TV at Sally. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I? Didn't notice that there was no drooling. There was no you know things coming out of their mouths this time. It was very. It was more makeup and stuff on on this one with the demons. You know. I think yes mm-hmm. and the same shot constantly of the same blood dripping through the same right. piece of floor but for several different apartments oh <laughs> uh, by the way can we say nepotism having two of Dario Argento's daughters one in each film yeah uh, which uh, uh, yeah, uh, which was his so Asia Argento was Ingrid in this film the girl in the, the previous car. film it was Fiore Argento as Hannah who was the girl that was crawling through the crawl space who kills her boyfriend? Uh, um, to continue to talk because I forgot to actually plug my computer and it's dying. Right back. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, even though there's no guy riding around on a motorbike decapitating people to accept, I did really like the um, everyone in the gym 
and, you know, getting stuck in the garage. I, I thought that was pretty good and satisfying how that turned out and how it all went together. That was the best part of the whole movie for me. For me as well. I have to admit that that's that whole series in the, the not, not series, I don't, that, that segue in the, not, it's not even a segue. What a, that part of the film I thought was pretty impressive. It was, it was an interesting take on, hmm, how could we have the demons torture these people? And uh, again, the fact that no one made it out alive, it's like, you know, you feel bad for them, but, you know, this is a film about demons killing people. So that's what you want to see. Exactly. And then, you know, one of the things that bothers my sense of logic is I would have liked for just 10 seconds that one of those people in that garage, instead of banging the hell out of that door with that axe, would have at least tried to pull the manual release. I mean, come on. It was (laughs) (laughs) again a lot of things they have to be massacred by demons so ultimately i don't mind the shotgun and the molotov cocktails make up for it a little bit but that dude was banging on that door with that axe so hard he looked like he was gonna break his shoulders standing right next to the manual release cable (laughs) again you have to defy all logic when watching italian horror films just because if you don't you're gonna lose your mind you just you have to accept what's on the screen as is do not overanalyze it hey and that's the same thing goes with most horror movies you know there's very few of the friday the 13th that made any sense yeah actually i just saw something with the friday the 13th movie uh there's a scene and I think they took it out in the in the uh, DVD version or whatever. But in the old original version, there's a scene where Freddy is actually on the floor already, and he gets up and then turns around and then you know uh, you know gets her or whatever gets this girl. I forget which scene it's in, but the girl walks right past him and he's sitting right there on the floor, <laughs> and you see it. You mean a nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I said Friday the Thirteenth, there, dude. Okay, you did. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which, this is why I don't watch horror. Movies. So, which movie are you talking about? <laughs> I am this talking the about the nightmare. One? No, I don't. I forget which one it is. I had, I saw it on TikTok. Somebody put it on TikTok. It's one oh, of the, yeah. the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Well, what a great news source! <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> no, but I thought that was interesting because you know I, you don't really hear too many mistakes being in those movies and seeing. Have you not read the goof section in the no, IMDb? I, no, I, I don't. There's tons of them. There's boom mics being shown. Well, there's listen, freaking. I'm not a horror guy, so I, I don't know much about this stuff. It doesn't have to be just horror films. I mean, part of the reason of watching. I met at one point when I was a film student. Part of the reason why I love watching some films is because I was counting the goofs. And see, yeah. you know, oh, let's see what they got away with and didn't realize, you know. Yeah. Dude, boo, boo, Wayne doesn't realize it, but boom might drop show up a lot. Oh, those yeah, even you see that like all major yeah. motion yeah. pictures, yeah, like A list movies. There's yeah, those those I see all the time. Yeah, but just the or thing camera with, reflections. Yeah. Yes, but things like like the, with the Freddy thing, he's sitting in the scene already, and he's really not supposed to be there. I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, getting back to the demons movie, um, I felt so bad for the little kid. He's all alone by himself, trying not to get demonized, and then he ended up getting he ended up getting it anyway. And uh, yeah, and then when he's knocking on that door and that that, that pregnant woman's door, and then she opens the, the door and he's in between the door. Just he looks like that midget Willow from the from that movie Willow. Yeah. <laughs> He looked like again, again, though, I was thinking of the midget zombie from Return of the Living Dead that just comes running up. (laughs) I don't know, man. After after watching uh, Dawn of the Dead, when kids turn zombies, no, can't feel bad for that. No, and in in a lot of Italian horror films, the kids are annoying. I mean, they really, and I say that as a father of a three year old, but the kids in Italian horror films are fucking annoying. Well, that you kid wasn't annoying. He was pretty, he was pretty cool. No, he, he, what? It was annoying that his parents just left him home alone. I, I know. That was, who, that kid was what, maybe like nine, 10 years old, if that? Who leaves a nine, 10 year old kid home by yeah, himself you, you at night? No, not at all. So that, that, that was weird. I also love how the mother goes to call later 
and the phone's working again, but that, that's beside the point. Oh, yeah. That is but, true. but I rewound it and counted just because I was curious. I believe that phone rings a total of 17 times before she suddenly hangs up. What kind of mother are you where you're not like, something's probably wrong? <laughs> but no, I'm just going to hang up and go back to dinner. And the father didn't give a shit either. And the other, the other funny thing, that kid did not look like either of his parents. No, you don't. <laughs> Neither one of them had brown hair <laughs> or wore Mexican. Ooh, I love the demon that halfway <laughs> pops out of the dog and then is like wearing its fur as a suit yeah. for the movie. That was pretty cool. That was yeah, yeah that that scene too. The the dog she sees the dog turning into something. Oh, that that's actually happened in all these movies. These people see the demons coming out of these people and they just stand there and scream. They don't move. You know, though, I used to make that point a lot, too, until I realized you're taking psychology classes and other stuff like that. A lot of human beings in situations like that, average people are going to fucking freeze up, you know? I I, I guess, you know, scared stiff. I guess that's where that would come from. But I don't know. I, I would. My first instinct would be to run. You know, not just stand there. But like, would you ah! be able to in a state of shock like that? My instinct is always to run. Actually, happens. I always run. <laughs> I might not be able to run that fast, but I'm running. <laughs> Especially when I see a dog way to get him with a good prank loose. See what <laughs> hasn't happened yet. But uh, seeing that dog, like in the next room, she had two doors she could have shut before she got to the last door. And yet she kept them all open. Yeah, I know. I love how when she's got a clear path to the front door when its nose is first starting to melt, she's yeah. trying to break the fucking window, which yeah. we all know <laughs> is bulletproof and unbreakable instead of just running for the door. Oh, my God. These people are really pissing me off. And they all die. <laughs> they all die. They all die. Did, did 95% of them deserved it. <laughs> but two survived and one was born so congratulations to Which the happy married I, couple Wayne said he didn't pick up on this but I could swear I heard it I swear at the beginning of the movie when he's talking about his wife with whoever it is I swear he says she's three months pregnant he did yep and then all of a sudden she's giving birth that that was a quick fucking nine months man then people were trapped in that garage for a long time without resorting <laughs> or was she knocked up six months before he knew and he's yeah, not whatever. the father let's not give him more credit than they actually thought about here <laughs> someone call Mori Povich let's find out <laughs> and uh, I was expecting her to have that baby and it being a demon because if you, you read the description of the movie that would have been funny. Right. If, That's if kind of how I thought it was going to end. I mean, not that really anything Argento was involved in is ever predictable, per se. That is just how I thought they would have ended it. Right. The baby being a demon, especially since Lamberto wanted to set up a third movie so bad. That's really honestly how I was expecting it to end. Yeah. I was too, especially, you know, at the end when they're holding the baby. I'm like, all right, when is this baby going to be a demon? And it, it never did. So that was kind of a letdown a little bit. And also in the, in the description of the movie, it even said that it was a demon baby. So I guess the demon baby was the, the kid that was alone. Well, I think it might have been the uh, ripoff of the chest burster that came flying out of him and turned into a fish ghoulie. That kind of <laughs> seemed like a baby demon. Yeah, I guess I could I'll take that. Neat, neat idea, but dude, that thing looks so much like the fish ghoulie that pops out of the toilet in ghoulies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. So. I agree. But, but uh, the interesting thing, though, um, is that... it, he, he, oh God, what, what is that guy's name? Um, John Carl Buchaler didn't work on the effects on this at all, did he? Who was this? John Carl Buchaler. Uh, let me take a look. Who did Ghoulies? Because Empire Pictures was in Rome at this time, too. Uh, Carlo Bredi, the makeup artist. Yeah, okay. He could have reused one of the puppets. It's possible, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. 
Mystery uh, solved. What were you going to say, Lou? I was going to say the interesting thing about this film pertaining to what Greg was saying was that um, Baba wanted to create a, another sequel to this film. It was supposed to be a, a Demons 3. Um, I think it was Nine in the House of Demons or whatever. But he ended up making Whoa. The Church instead. Yeah, Dario wanted to call it Night of the House of the Demons instead of Demons 3. He really didn't want to try to connect it to these first two directly because he felt it wouldn't be successful. Because he felt they did everything they could with this story already. So the funny thing is because the Italian um, horror film uh, industry is, well, petty, for lack of a better term um other directors decided i'm making my own sequel so then you had umberto lenzi and a bunch of other directors make you know standalone sequels to demons and apparently in total there's six demons films really and because michele suave who was associated with demons one directed De La Morte De La Morte, they tried to make that Demon 7. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm glad we didn't watch all those. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I <laughs> no, care about you guys too much. I wouldn't have done that. You, you'll uh, get me to watch Surf Nazis Must Die again before you'd ever get me to watch yeah. all six of those. I'll gladly watch that film. You know, that was that, I think that was that was written by Dookie Flyswatter of Haunted Garage. Yeah, I I know who's written. I loved it when I was younger. I watched it twice in recent years, and it is just a terrible, awful movie. I I can't enjoy it anymore. Well, it's not I mean, even likely bad. It's just bad. It's pretty bad. Well, I will say this though: he did write the script to one of my favorite horror comedies, uh, Blood Diner, which one of my future episodes is actually going to have Carl Crew who played one of the leads in that film, George Namtut. He, I actually interviewed him uh, for my show. Um, I'm going to warn everybody right now. He's a great guy, eccentric, and he doesn't hold back. So if any of you out there are of weak constitution, meaning you're sensitive as shit, don't watch it. <laughs> that sounds like a cool interview. How'd you get that? Uh, we're friends on Facebook. <clears throat> and... Um, I told him I was a fan of his work. Um, you know, he played Jeffrey Dahmer in a film called uh, The Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, felt like a grindhouse film. And it was a good watch. Mm. But this actually got him on um, Maury Povich, uh, him and the director. And they were lambasted by the parents and family members of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer. And, you know, and they were saying, how could you show this? How could you do this film? And you're showing this and this and this. And he's like, that's not even in the film. And we changed the names around to protect the innocence. You guys haven't even seen the movie. So I was like, oh, you know, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was cool. He did a film about Dahmer. I mean, how many films out there are about serial killers uh, that happened in real life? Half of them you can watch on Lifetime Channel, for God's sakes. So it's like, you know, um, I was happy to have him on the show and, you know, I, he's, uh, Carl's a great guy and, you know, I just hope people watch it with an open mind and just, you know, take it easy. Okay. So just, just watch it, <laughs> but watch his film blood diner. One of the best horror comedies of the 1980s. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'll look for it. I'll choose uh, that over any of the demon sequels, except for La Chiesa, the church. That was a good one. Yeah. Even though I don't really consider that a, sequel standalone sequel I, I, I mean i i knew it was supposed to be demons three so that's the only reason why i would even correlate them but you're yeah, right it's, and it's not a direct sequel n- no and it's just it's a much higher quality film too <laughs> i'll have to look that one up maybe watch that one too um the other thing with the that last demon it was kind of weird because it he was holding the baby and you think oh he's gonna the demon's gonna grab the you know the guy and the baby and thankfully <laughs> she didn't uh but then she just goes goes to the floor and says he's she's blind 
But when was that an issue throughout any of these movies about these zombies being blind? Never. The blind guy in the first movie actually caused the first <clears throat> helicopter. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Bravissimo. Bravissimo. <laughs> so I thought that was weird. And then and then with the zombie coming through the television, he just smashes all the TVs. Demon. Yeah, demon. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the demon on the televisions, and he smashes all the TVs, and and that's the end of it. El demoni, no zombie, no zombie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They all look like zombies, but demon. Yeah, so I thought that was weird too. But uh, yeah, I think the one uh, decent um, offshoot of these two films. Um, some people say that the American film Night of the Demons with Linnea Quigley, was directly influenced by this film. Um, I could see that. I could also see how it's different in terms of its storyline. But, uh, you know, that's a good one that I'd recommend to There are certain elements I can definitely see, but not so much the whole storyline. Night of the Demons definitely goes on its own there, but there's different aspects to the story, certain character quirks and things like that they kind of incorporate into that movie but I love Night of the Demons that's a good one oh, and the other funny thing was uh, and, and Greg mentioned this before with the with the gas line oh yeah <laughs> in the stairway you, you, you couldn't <laughs> that would not be a little mini explosion like that everyone in that stairwell would have died that would have been gigantic <laughs> you can't just break a main a gas main like that hold a lighter to it and expect this little flamethrower flame to come out to kill those six demons <laughs> bullshit again <laughs> helicopter yeah <laughs> we know but come on we we need some realistic stuff in this <laughs> that's our code word for when things don't make sense anymore helicopter i, I will do that. exactly that's gonna be it oh my god well lou thank you very much for turning us on to these movies no problem. turning turning me on to these movies is very interesting and i'm glad i got to watch them like i said i'm not a huge horror guy but uh i, I, I will watch something that somebody suggests to watch and uh, i'm glad i got to watch these they were fun me and my wife had a thank good you. laugh I am I am happy that uh, my first pick was one of my favorite Italian horror films ever, and Demons Two. <laughs> it's <a> direct sequel. <laughs> yeah, good. But I definitely recommend. Sorry, Greg. Go ahead. No, it was good picks. It was it was a really fun one. I'm glad I got to revisit these. You know, and it Thank was you. definitely outside of the box. Thank yeah. you. This puts a huge smile on my face. I do recommend, though, if anyone wants to watch them, they are available on the Shutter um, app. And, and I'll give Lou Mav's uh, passwords uh, here. Just write a pencil, get a paper and pencil, and write this down. Okay, uh, ready? Bite me. <laughs> um, but I, I recommend if you do get the Shutter app, you know, watch them as standalone films, but also watch them during Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs' uh, commentary. Um, very funny. So, yeah, yeah good stuff. And I'm glad too that the movies weren't very long. They were like 80, 90 ish minutes or so. So, no, that's typical of Italian horror films. It, Just yeah. get everything in there in less than an hour and a half and send people home happy. Give them what they want to see. Well, that, that they, they did their job on that because uh, any longer than that, I don't know if I would have lasted. I could have seen more demon deaths, but eh. yeah, I, I, I could have done with less exposition, more demons killing people or getting yeah. killed themselves. That elevator was totally underutilized. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I watch the, when I watch these films, I'm yes, the storyline is important, but knowing that it's supposed to be visually like out there, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And in my opinion, the first one definitely delivered. Uh, the second one too, but the first one more. Hmm. Interesting. I, for me, the story, the second one was better. It's fine. Uh, but I, I understand what you're saying. They were both okay. They, you know, if you didn't, if you've never seen these movies, go watch them. They're they're interesting. Like I said, I like the visual effects too. That that was the best part of it. Cool. That was pretty cool. So I thank you very much, Lou, for your first 
Rat Saddle Review pick of Demons. Thank you, Mr. Noon. Demons 1, Demons 2. Thank you, Mr. Noggle. Yep, thank you, Mr. Mass. And next week, we're going to have Greg's pick. Yes, Trick or Treat. One of my favorite movies of all time that has a soundtrack by Fastway, one of my favorite bands. Featuring the late, great Fast Eddie Clark with a sellout son of a bitch who's now in a punk rock band. <laughs> yeah, fucking Dave King. And also starring Skippy from Family Ties as oh, the really? ragman. Yeah, Mark Pierce plays the main character. Now, is Ozzy and uh, Gene Simmons in this movie as well? Yes, they, they are, are, but they just do quick cameo appearances. They... uh <clears throat> Not in the original film campaign, but later on when they released it on VHS and then DVD, they greatly inflated how big of a role those two play. It looks like to sell copies of the movie. Mm. Yeah, mm. Ozzy's picture from the No More Tears era is on the cover of the DVD. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I'm like, do you realize he's only in the movie for like less than five minutes? <laughs> yeah, but it is, his little role is very entertaining. Alright, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but like those song lyrics that he read, I was cracking up. I was like, are these the lyrics to lick my love pump by uh Spinal Tap? <laughs> sounds, sounds like something Ozzy would write without Bob Daisley's help. Yeah. Well, that's I haven't right. Watched Bob Daisley wrote the lyrics to the first four five Ozzy albums, people. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know any of this stuff. So we'll talk about this next week. I can't wait, and hopefully James uh, will join us. He'll actually watch that movie. We'll see what happens. Uh, Lou, where can we find you and Music Is Life podcast? Find me over at musicislifepodcast.com and as always, I'm spreading the good word ratsireview.com Also, uh, Wayne, if I could plug the uh, podcast that I was just interviewed on. Of course. So You only mentioned me about 20,000 times, so go ahead. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I was recently asked to be on the Invest Yourself, the podcast series hosted by Phil Better. Um, it's all about, you know, investing in yourself as an entrepreneur or, you know, as, as a podcaster. So um, I contacted Phil through a, uh, through a podcast uh, Facebook page. He sent an email out and I responded, got along great, did about a 45 minute interview with him. And it's out. The, the name of the episode actually is called Rocking Out with Musicians with Lou Mavs. Um, <laughs> it was a pretty catchy title. And I just want to thank Phil for having me on the show. Um, you know, uh, just basically talking about how I got into podcasting, what I'm doing now, um, how much I enjoy it. And, you know, just uh, hope to be doing this for a while. So, yeah. Awesome. We hope to be. Yes, it was a very good episode. I actually listened to it before we did this, so it was very cool. Cool, thanks. You don't do too many uh, podcasts about yourself, so it was cool. Yeah, but I always I made it a point to mention my homies, uh, you, Wayne, Greg, uh, my roundtable of Bob Mango and Matt Michelow, and you know just a handful of other people who were important to me. You know, so like I said in the podcast. be grateful for the people who are there with you on your way up because you sure as hell want them when you're on the decline. (laughs) Pretty much. And I'm far from the fucking decline. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. We are far from the decline. 680 subs on Rod Side Review. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, that's that's I mean, for the, and actually for the content that some that we've been doing lately too, I, I don't really expect to, get this much growth but uh, to see that there's been a lot of people that have been watching these latest episodes with uh well, here we go i've got a cat got it and we got a cat so i'll take cats in, in our uh, description <laughs> on this but, episode uh, of cat salary review cats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah with the last episode that we did with uh, clio as a that was really cool and, that, and those numbers are up on that show and um with the band into the strange that was really cool too and those numbers are up too. So I really appreciate seeing everybody, you know, watching our content and subscribing. So it's really cool. And uh, we promise to vet all our guests from now on. Please do not drop any political shit on our show ever again. Thank you. <laughs> We're not a political podcast. Yeah, no political stuff here. I try not to anyway. But hey, sometimes it happens. Uh, if you want to listen to podcasts, I mean to podcasts. Yeah, you can listen to RatsOutReview.com. But if you want to listen to political podcasts, you can listen to The Right Opinion. All right. 
So, Bug. yep. We will see you guys next week. Ratsalreview.com. Check out all our other shows. Like I just said, The Right Opinion, Suck My Balls, Music is Life with Lou Mavs, um, Old Man Metal's Musings, and I think I'm forgetting somebody. Sporadically 3D. Sporadically 3D, which is a good name for that show because it's sporadic. Sporadic. (laughs) All right. And I think that's it. We will see you guys next week when we talk about Trick or Treat. See ya. Demoni. What?